Hey there, everyone. It's Tina Conrad, a.k.a. DJ Breast Cancer, and this is a special COVID podcast coming to you from my house to yours. I just wanted to hit the airwaves to tell you about an amazing friend, Emily Garnett. She was the podcast hostess with the mostess for the intersection of cancer and life. This entire episode is dedicated to Emily, her legacy, and the impact she made on all of the lives that she touched. I used to send Emily funny cat cards and little Vera Bradley gifts. It was my way of trying to send her some cheer and love. I looked forward each week to finding the right silly cat card, and I really have been missing out on sending her cards, which makes me feel a little bit more hollow these days. All things COVID started in mid-March, shortly before Emily's husband Christian posted on social media that essentially there was nothing else they could do for Emily's metastatic breast cancer, and that she was at home with her husband, son, and parents. To read this message, it ripped my heart out. It made me cry for her husband, family, and friends. It's just not fair. Someone with dreams and plans to make the world a better place. Someone with a young son and a doting husband. Someone with parents that would have to say goodbye to their daughter. To lose a child always makes the world feel out of balance, off kilter. Emily and I had started our podcast around the same time, and she was so eloquent and yet so real, and her recording was super polished and professional. Then Emily organized what I called Podcast Palooza with five different breast cancer podcasts, and it was well over an hour and a half, and we all just bonded. In February, before all things turned COVID, I actually traveled to New York City for work and was able to meet Emily and her dad for one of her treatment sessions. It was like meeting someone famous. I had to leave work early on this crazy day, but after explaining to my work people how much this opportunity meant to me, they had no issues with it. Emily is like pure sunshine, and you want to be in the sunshine for as long as possible, soaking up the rays and goodness and feeling alive. I confided in Emily my fears of talking with those with metastatic breast cancer diagnosis on my podcast. I wrote to her the following. I used to be afraid of talking to people with stage four, not because I was afraid of recurrence, but because I was afraid of what I would say or not say. You have made me bolder. You have opened the door for so many conversations. You have made me understand that I can do better be better. You have made me understand that by me being scared, I was like the friends that went AWOL during my own cancer. I speak my mind and my heart much louder now. And I also wrote this poem to Emily and shared it with her around the holidays. I'm forever grateful that I was given the opportunity to share it with her. It's called Ode to Emily. Ode to Emily, your voice speaks volumes. Your words change hearts. Your change is change needed. Conversations start, research dollars raised, of life with MBC. Of the pain, the harsh realities, of life with MBC. This wasn't a volunteer role. Nobody understands why. Why you? Conversations start, bridging the gap of early stage in MBC. Painfully similar, yet so painfully different. Life with MBC. I cry my tears, tears for you, tears that life is not fair. Conversations start, but enough is enough. What about life after MBC?
My heart is with you. I pray for miracles. I don't understand why, MBC. The day I found out that Emily was truly dying, her husband posted the most beautiful and touching tribute. I found myself crying, crying with the world, and crying in my own house where I could just take a minute to have my own thoughts and feelings. And afterwards, I wrote this poem called Today. Today I ugly cried in my closet, tears streaming down on my old yoga pants. The t-shirts buffered the sound as I broke down and let it all flow. Today the daffodils are starting to bloom and fat, happy robins chirp, searching for worms. Spring is carrying on, life is carrying on, but the invitation for us humans is lost in the mail. Today I read a hospital memo about a medical staff making decisions of who gets help and not. Why are we to play God? Why, oh why? God, I know your plan is perfect, but don't place it in our hands. Today I face the grocery store, marked off to keep our distance. A whole new world, a quieter world. Driving to the store with no other cars, feeling even further alone. Although I celebrated finding some Clorox wipes. Today I prayed, prayed for those I love, prayed for hearts to heal, solutions to be solved, love to rule in peace. Prayer is all I can do. I pray when I wash my hands. I pray for everyone that is impacted. Today I found out my friend is truly dying. Cancer does not give way to COVID. Cancer continues to take loved ones, shorten lives, and I feel loss, feeling that life isn't fair. Right after Emily's death, I saw signs, signs that only Emily could have sent me. Three days afterwards, it had rained on our patio in a grill cover that wasn't on the grill, and I went to pick up the cover and lying underneath on the cement, yards and yards from the grass, was the largest worm I had ever seen. And at first it shocked me for a minute, and then I recalled the podcast episode where all of us survivors, and I described touching a worm for the first time. I was probably 38 years old. Yes, it's crazy, but I'm more of a bookworm uh, than touching worm person and reading inside as a child rather than playing in the dirt. But I digress. On the podcast episode with Emily, I described that as a cancer survivor, I took more risks. I wasn't afraid, afraid of things like worms. And we all laughed and, and I said, F that worm, you don't have a hold on me. And here was this giant worm. A sign that I felt only Emily would use, always humorous and full of surprises. There was also a magazine, Cancer Today, that I received in the mail. They had interviewed me and I was on the last page, but I opened the magazine exactly to a page of a guest that Emily had on her show that I had found so fascinating. It just felt like I was supposed to get the sign from her. I believe less in coincidences these days and more in God's love. I've also seen lots of cardinals, lots and lots and lots of cardinals in my yard. Working from home now, they visit me. All of this has helped me. I feel less alone and that Emily is now free. I spoke with her good friend, Mem Melanie, and she too has seen so many cardinals and signs. Emily and her husband even had cardinals in tattoo form. So I bring to you this podcast not about endings, but it's about beginnings. It's about moving the conversation of metastatic breast cancer forward. 
You see, Emily had lined up all kinds of projects and left a lifetime of legacies in her young 35 years. And if you happen to be tapped on the shoulder to help carry out one of her dreams and visions, please take the opportunity and bask in her sunlight. Emily, I will miss you with all of my heart. And this is the only way I know that I can give you a tribute is to take it to the airwaves and tell everyone just how amazing you are. All my love from my house to yours.